This is Joanne Laurent recording Nanny, Lynn Millette, for uh, a little bit of her history. Uh, okay, Nanny, uh, what year were you born? 1908. 1908. Uh, well, what do you remember when you were a little girl? Well, we were 10 of a family, five girls and five boys, and we all got along very well together. And I remember my head at home, the happiest time was at breakfast time. That's when everybody was happy, talkative, and that was, and yet that was all the time. But I remember that as a very happy time. What did you have for breakfast usually? Usually porridge and toast. That was with milk and sugar. Can you tell me a little bit about each one of your brothers and sisters starting from the top? Uh, right after you, who was born after you? My brother Pierre. What was he like? He was a very, very nice boy. He was uh, very considerate and uh, something like your brother Raymond. Very considerate and he went to school and he went on to be a uh, baker. Okay, and the next one? My sister Yvette. We all went to, we all finished lower school, which was a school with all the grades in, in those days. And after that, my sister went up to uh, Rouen, Quebec. And as it was in the Depression, the only work she could get was in a store, so she clerked until she married a bank manager in uh, Rouen. And, and the next one after her? Uh, the next one was a brother Tom. Well, he finished school too, but uh, he was just just working foreman okay. for with a gang, looking after men. Okay, and then after Tom? Was my sister Beth. Well, she was a little luckier. She went, she finished school to be a school teacher. Then she went up to Rwanda too and married a nice guy from there, which she still resides today. And after her? After her was my sister Gabrielle. Well, she um, married and divorced and had to work all her life in a store. So. After Gabrielle? The brother Phil, who was a salesman, lived in Sudbury, Ontario. Yeah. Married a girl from the old country. And after Phil? Uh, <laughs> my two brothers served in the, uh, were in the service in the last world war. They went overseas and they were two years there. So, and my brother Rob lives in uh, Rouen, Quebec. And was he the youngest? No. Uh, then I had a sister, Grey, who married rather young, finished school and then married. And then my youngest brother, Jacques, worked for the railroad in the, uh, for CNR in the office. And what were you like when you were a little girl, Nanny? Oh, I was a nice girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can be sure. What do you remember? What were your fondest memories when you were really little of your mom and your dad? Great-grandma and great-grandpa. What do you remember? 
about your your mom first of all what what did you admire about her well my mother was very smart very go-getter i can say that she was she had her nose in almost everything politic and uh, and she liked that she was a school teacher too in her time and uh, to me she was pretty smart and your dad my dad was a very fine person very good very what did he work as he was a carpenter a carpenter and he played the violin so was there a lot of music uh, yes there was quite a get together and uh, violin and singing did your dad sing uh, I don't remember I, I know that he step danced and I just love to watch him step dance to me when he used clean ball and I just love his uniform <laughs> so and did, uh, do you remember uh, your mother cooking a lot or, or no things? my mother didn't like cooking <laughs> <laughs> what did she do <laughs> we all take care of the kids so she uh, my mother loved to read a lot and she could cook if she decided to but uh, she was uh, she really loved cooking and she was a good seamstress and she did pretty well everything what do you what do you remember the way you were when you were a little girl i was supposed to be very stubborn so they tell me what would you want to have that they that they wouldn't give you when you were a little girl what did you want to be or what did you want to have oh i wanted to finish school of course and uh, couldn't afford it so I went to night school. I went as far as grade eight, and then I went to night school for a year for uh, to upgrade my education, I guess. And I remember the teacher. He was a principal of Cavender, Warnikoff. And then I started to work quite young. Worked as a waitress. Where? In Calendar and in North Bay. And then until I got in a store, clerking, sales lady. And I loved that. And then I had a little business of my own. And I What got, kind of business was it? Oh, just selling ice cream and pop and uh, stuff like that. When you were married? After I was married. I was married 23. You were 23 years old. Yeah. Where did you meet? Happy. Uh, Grayfell Mollet. At, at, at a dance or? No, I was chum, which is uh, very friendly with uh, his sisters. So that's how come that we met. It was very. Was it love at first sight? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, what attracted you to Pappy? Well, he was a good worker. He was a good-looking guy. He was tall and uh, very quiet. Didn't dance too much, which I loved dancing. Uh, he was just a nice guy. And so you fell in love. Yeah. And got married. And we got married in Corbeil. Oh, in Corbeil. And what year was that? Nineteen thirty-one. And then what happened? And then we moved in calendar. As soon as we were married, we had a little, I still call it a shack, but it was home. It was nice and bright. In calendar? In calendar. What was it like? Your first place? Oh, it was a two room, a bedroom, and uh, another room. And, uh, but we were happy. My mother and my husband fished a lot. There was no worry, but he always had money. Made money at fishing and selling fish and uh, selling minnows. And uh, so we were okay. And you had two children, but two other children too, right? Can you yes, talk about my, that? 
Exactly a year after I was married, on my anniversary, I had a baby girl. What did you call her? Claudette. And then died happened? right away. Oh. And then I had another daughter, Sue. And uh, two years after, I had a boy, and he died right away. What was what happened there? Do you know what happened to the other two? Yeah. They just died. Uh, Kirk And uh, the boy was crippled. Oh. So. After the little boy, then you had? Another little girl, which I called Monique. And now we called her Nikki. And that was your family? And that was my family. What was it like in Gower with your first year? You're from, no, from Calendar, you moved to Gower? We moved to Gower on June the 14th, 1936. And my brother came, we had a truck from Calendar, and we moved and we didn't have too much furniture. But we were lucky, my husband had a full-time job. Where did he work? He worked at the mill. And what did he do? Uh, I don't know, it was a 10-hour day work anyways, and two dollars an hour, and we thought we were rich. And uh, What was your house like? Not very nice. We didn't have no phone, no running water, except in the summer. Uh, but we were happy. It was uh, a company store where we could, we had lots to eat, always lots to eat. And then from there, you I, had a business. I asked the boss, I asked the boss of the company if I should sell ice cream and pop and chocolate bars and candies on my brand in the summertime. And he said, yes. So we had no electricity, so we had to pack the ice cream with ice and salt, which was quite a big job. And I remember ice cream was five cents a cone and pop was five cents a bottle. But I used to make $100 clear in the summertime. And we ate all the ice cream and drank all the pop we wanted. <laughs> so, and I remember with that money, I bought a bond, $50 bond, with that. And from then on, I had that quite a few years in the summer. And eventually, the boss asked me to run the company store, which I was there for 17 years until the store closed, until the company was finished, which I really liked. So, Manny, after the store finished in Goward, uh, what did you do? What happened next with you and Pappy? Well, we moved to North Bay. We bought a house a very nice bungalow and we lived there for about seven months only my husband didn't like it there so we bought another house and we sold that one and we bought a house on franklin street which i still live here and then i wanted to work again so I got a job at Walker's, and I worked there for 17 years. The year after I was getting the old age pension. What and did you do at Walker's? I what worked in the uh, gift department, mostly on the cash, which I really liked. I liked to handle the money. And then after I was getting, after a year getting the old age pension, I felt kind of 
that I had worked long enough, but I still hated to quit because I loved the job. So then I retired. And now I belong to a few clubs, play bridge a lot, and that's about it, I guess. How would you describe, uh, this is March 1997, uh, March the 9th, 1997, how would you describe Nanny at 88 years old? How would you describe who Nanny really is, what you like to do and what we can remember? I know I, I can always remember Nanny loving to play, you know, that you love to play cards solitaire by yourself, making puzzles, and you love to play dammit, but you also love to go out and play bridge. How would you describe who Nanny really is? Well, what can you say describes you? I think I'm very lucky. I count my blessings. I feel now at 88, that I have been very lucky. A lot of work, hard work at times, a lot of sickness, but still very happy, I guess. And I have been very lucky. So, what kind of advice would you give to us? I know that Nanny, to me, I'm Joanne Larotte, Joanne Beaudry, Harvey Larotte, always grew up knowing that I could always talk to Nanny about everything and anything, cry my heart out. Nanny would always say, oh, don't worry, there's lots of fish in the sea because there'd be another boyfriend that I would have broken up with or they broke up with me. And I can remember always being able to talk to Nanny and she'd always be always wise and a good listener. Uh, she'd give advice, but mostly I, that you would never criticize and never judge. But what advice would you give to us now? You have a lot of grandchildren. You can give us the numbers and great-grandchildren. What kind of advice would you give to us younger ones and to our children? Never to despair, I guess. And always look for the, the next day and always feel that it's going to be better, which it will be. And the thing is, just listen. I think listening, not criticizing, or not trying to give too much advice is about the best thing. Because young folks nowadays, they won't listen to you anyways. <laughs> they think you don't know anymore, anything anymore. But still, they come to you. And as long as you're a good listener, I think that means a lot. And not condemn them tell them that everybody's got some good in them. Mm -hmm. So that's about all I can say. Mm -hmm. Really. Uh, what, are, what are the hobbies that you like to do from when you were a little girl till now? Kind of give me a, when you were a little girl, what did you really like to do all the way through that describes you? Well, I've always liked to learn. I've always tried to learn something. I read a lot, I loved reading, and uh, I'm not, um, how would I say that? Overly particular, I guess. As long as it's, I'm clean, I'm not overly fussy, although I know nice things. And uh, I know that you like clothes, you like to dress in nice clothes. What was your favorite dress that you can remember when you were in your 20s, let's say? Oh, I remember one time 
my mother had made me a pleated skirt and had knitted me a nice sweater, which I was so proud of it and looked really nice in it. What color was the sweater? Uh, the skirt was sand pleated. In those days that was its style. And the sweater was two colors. Must have been brown and sand, I guess. So I really felt good in that. And I love earrings. Yeah. I really love earrings, and I have all kinds of earrings. We keep, everybody's giving me earrings. Grandchildren, and uh, they're really all good to me. Tell me the story of when you were in school and where how you would have a bit of a competition with two other boys, the names of the boys and what it was like. Oh yes, I really was in competition with those two boys. One was a Dufresne boy and the other one a Fournier boy. And they were, in those days we used to be lined up in class for certain, especially spelling. And I remember, I would start at the end of the, the line, but my goal was, and those two boys were always at the headline. And I'd start, and one by one, I'd end up at, before them. I'd end up at the head of the class. And then I'd have to miss school. And why did you have to miss school sometimes for up to three weeks at a time? Well, either it was to help at home, like I was the oldest one. And then I'd go back after two or three weeks, I'd go back to school again at the end of the class. Which I always did. And to this day, I can remember that. I can remember they would push me. <laughs> and sometimes they'd want to carry my books and throw them out because I had passed them, those things, but it never, I've always worked hard to beat them and always did, so. How far did you have to walk to school and did you walk with your brothers and sisters? We had to walk a mile and a quarter and uh, we'd always walk, we lived the furthest run, so we picked up everybody on the way and it was nice. It wasn't, we didn't find it too far. We were used to it, and uh, the one's room's cool, and we used to sing and say the prayers three times a day at school in those days. And what prayers were they? Uh, we'd say the rosary at one o'clock when school would go in, and in the morning we'd say the Our Father. And at night, I forget what prayer we'd say, not too long then, so. How many kids, and how, first of all, where was your school again, and how many kids do you remember being in your one-room schoolhouse? Well, there would be grade one, grade two in those days, grade three, and then it was first book, senior book, first senior, junior senior, it would go to grade four, uh, grade eight now, but it would be uh, senior... Grade six, maybe? No, it wouldn't go by senior, by grade okay. like that. First book, second book, third book, and fourth book. The fourth book, senior fourth book, was grade eight. And that's as far as I went, except when I went to night school. What did you take at night school? English grammar and uh, arithmetic. So. What did you do with your family in the evenings, uh, weeknights, and what about on the weekends? Weeknights, I remember my mother used to tell us stories. And then right after supper, I remember we'd all kneel down and say the, 
the prayer, say the rosary and a prayer. And then she'd tell us stories and then we'd go to bed. What kind of stories would she tell you? Oh, uh, not ghost stories. Good stories, I guess. We used to love to listen anyways. About her when she was young? No, no, no. It was just the world, I guess. Probably. So, that's what we did. What about on the weekends? Did you have relatives over, or dances, or parties? Well, I, as I was growing up, uh, I guess we'd meet friends. We'd go visiting to neighbors, probably, and uh, we often had little picnics in the summertime. Mostly with the brothers and sisters, though. So... Where were your picnics? Under a nice big tree that we had in our yard. And my my brother and I, my, we used to make little house with stones. I remember that. What brother was that? Period. The next one to me. And then the other brother, we, I had a brother who was full of mischief and he'd come and tear down our houses, pull the stones away. What did you do? And there'd be a little fight, and nothing would come out of it. Just uh, we'd build the house again. So, so it was a happy childhood. Yeah, very happy. What about the depression? Oh, the depression. It was really bad. No work, and very bad. You were married at that time. Yes, I was married at that time. But then, we always had lots to eat because, like I said before, my husband was very a good worker. In fact, he was a workaholic, and he'd always do jobs to help. So we never were hungry. What years were the Depression? Oh, from 20, from 29 to 45. What did you eat? And oh, potatoes. We had gardens, you know, potatoes, and we'd raise our own meat, like, and uh, that's what the farmers had to do then. And vegetables and fruits, like in the summertime, we had okay. fruits and blueberries and raspberries and strawberries and. Uh, make jam and not always too sweet, but we'd have something to eat. Yes, we never were hungry. So every once in a while we'd get some bananas and oranges, but we always had apples though. Always used to buy apples by the big bar. I remember that. So, but uh, the depression was worse than what it is nowadays. There was no welfare in those days. So, it was hard. But we had a happy home, so it was okay. My mother sold a lot, so it was... Did you play cards, or did you have any... Uh, did no, you play cards? Was there any drinking then? No, no there was That's no drinking and no smoking then. So, everybody always had their hitch. So know. when there would be a family get-together, you would sing and play music? Yeah, and play cards. They would play cards, but us kids wouldn't play cards. What did you do? I don't know. I don't play. Play, I guess. What kind of games do you remember playing? I didn't see this and tag and hopscotch in the summertime and ball sometimes in the summertime. Were you living on a farm? Yes. What kind of animals did you have? Horses, cows, pigs, chickens, dogs, cats. 
what kind what do you remember about your sisters did you get along well with your sisters did you all help your mother in the kitchen Yes, I guess I had a sister who was quite selfish. I remember I would work, and I'd come home and I figured I had all kinds of clothes, nice underwear and nylons in those days. And by the time I, two days and I didn't have no more clothes, between my mother and my sisters, they took them all on me. So I'd go back to work again with nothing. And stuff. This is the second side. I'm going to ask Nanny some questions on married life with Pappy uh, and also raising Sue and Monique, what it was like and where they went to school and, and that sort of thing. So when you were first married, you and, and Pappy had two daughters. Can you tell me what it was like? Did you have cloth diapers, obviously, I guess? Oh, yes, we did. We had cloth diapers, and we had to, to wash by hand with a washboard and a big boiler on the stove to boil the clothes, the white clothes, and to uh, iron them, iron on the stove, which, uh, so, that was... What about bottles for the baby, like for your babies? How did you feed your babies? Or oh, we sterilized the bottles with boiling water, let them soak a few minutes in boiling water, and then uh, fill them up. And we always had, uh, there was no frigidaire then, but we always uh, had an icebox. So we put the bottles in the, in the icebox. Where did you get, get your milk for your babies? Well, we used canned milk all the time. We didn't have fresh milk, so they were both raised on canned milk. Were they healthy babies? Yes, they were both healthy now. And there's five years between my two girls, so they didn't get along too good at first because one was five years old and the other one was uh, and Sue was the very timid child. She was very... How did you, how did you feel you raised your girls and how did you feel Pappy raised his girls? As parents. How were you with them as parents, as a mother? Well, I guess I was the boss. I, uh, my husband was so busy working all the time that he didn't bother too much with his kids. So I was the one who raised them. And I wanted to be different from, to have a, a better life, I guess. So I sent them to the convent. We had to pay for And I wanted them to learn music. So when they finished grade eight, there was a bus to bust them free to Cobalt high school but I wanted my girls to have better than that so I sent them to Hillary Convent Hillary Academy where they took music and I thought they could have a better chance which poor Sue was so lonesome there that I'll never forget it but still and Nikki was uh, didn't get along with the sisters too well so, anyways, they both went. Sue went for two years. They both went for two two years each, I guess. Got music, and Nikki even took the flute and singing lessons. And uh, so, anyways, and in my were you strict parents with your daughters? Not too much. Although I always wanted to know where they were. But they had friends in, and uh, they had more friends in than the, they went out. I preferred that. So, and I wanted them to 
do good at school. So I guess they did all right. They weren't married now and I'm happy for them. They married good boys and I like them. Where when you were young, did you, uh, when you were a newly married couple and raising your daughters, did you also have uh, a lot of relatives over for parties or to get together or keep in touch with your family? Yes, we seemed to be the headquarters. We always had weekends and we always had a lot of people in all the time. We fed them too. So, who, who, were, who were the people that came by? Well, all the relatives who could afford a car or a ride, I guess. And I had a lot. My sisters worked up north in Rouen. They all came down for their holidays because there was a lot of boys working there at the mill. So they came down for their holidays and had, went out with the boys, had a good time and dancing and all. So I always had a lot of relatives. When you were young, uh, when your, your daughters were young, where did you buy their clothes? Or did you make the clothes? No, I never saw. Uh, we used to go shopping in Cobalt, which was the nearest place, Cobalt near Lisgard. But most of the shopping was done in the catalog. Sears or Eaton's or both? Both, Sears and Eaton's. Do you remember how much you paid for any of the outfits? No, I don't remember. But what I do remember when I had my little store on the veranda, I was uh, dealing with Eplitz from Nelisker. And I used to get a case of butter for 22 cents a pound, the real good butter. So, what year would that be about? Oh, that would be, um, thirty-seven or thirty-eight and thirty-nine and forty. Until I had that, until I started to work at the store in nineteen fifty-one. I had that little restaurant every summer. 1951, I started to work at the at the store for the company. Okay. So, and worked there till 66. Do you remember your life in Goward? That, like, what kind of life was it, or was it quiet? Not overly quiet, but what? How was it, anyways? Well, we had a good life in Goward. That's where I started to play bridge. The women, the, it was over organized. I belonged. We were really worked a lot for the, the church. We always had priests at our place. Which one do you remember? Oh, I remember Father Moore. I remember Father Allen. I remember Father Whitty. That's the first priest when we moved there in 36. The parish was Bear Island then, and we had quite a few priests. And I even had the bishop at my place. Which bishop was that? The bishop from North Bay must have been scholared, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I had all kinds of priests at our place. And we fed them a lot, too. Any funny stories? Pardon? Any funny stories about any of the priests that came over? Oh, no. I, uh, they were all, to me, they were all nice priests. I used to do the church linen, and uh, we had, in the end, we had the service in the school in uh, Goward, which my husband prepared the, the altar in the morning, and of course we fed the priest for 10 years, <laughs> just on Sundays. So. Were your daughters good helpers in the kitchen and helped around the house, or did you mostly make sure they went to school? And that kind of thing? Oh, they were, they were good. They, they would help a lot, you know. So, 
but they'd go to school and make sure they'd go to school every day. And uh, I remember the morning, they didn't want to have breakfast, so I used to make them toast and cocoa. They wouldn't eat cereal or anything. So I'd have to cut the toast in middle square and build a little house. And I'd say, well, and they would soak the toast and the cocoa and they'd have a couple of toasts every morning. But that's the only thing they would eat in the morning. So. Was it a mad rush to get them ready for school in the morning? No, it wasn't because we lived real close to school, just across the track, so. No, it wasn't. Did you have dresses? Did they wear dresses or pants back then to go to school? I don't remember. Did you have slacks for them? I think they had slacks. I think they wore slacks to go to school then, and sweaters. I think that's what they wore. And in the winter time, well, there was sleigh riding and skiing and skating and it was, uh, O'Gower, it was a good life after the Depression, so. I remember Pappy going to the water to cut blocks of ice and then also carrying pails of water. Can you tell me about that? Oh yes, well our drinking water, we had to go up to the mill to get the drinking water. In the summertime, we had running water from the mills. But as soon as the mill would close, the pipes would freeze, and then we had to carry, they would pass around with uh, bars of water, and we'd always have lots of water. And he carried, he used But the hill. drinking water, he used to go to, have to go to the well to get it. How did he carry it? Well, they had yokes, and uh, he would carry water for the bar, for the cookhouse too. So he would carry two pails at a time. So it was uh, it was hard work. How oh, how heavy was the water? Do you remember? Oh, pails of water. Big big buckets of water. Did you have a dog named? Remember Patu? Can you tell me about Patu? Oh, we always had dogs in Gowery because Nikki always loved, she always had dogs, cats, turtles, uh, fish, and soon ever liked animals. But Nikki and then we adopted a dog, a small dog, which was, came to be part of the family, I guess. We had him for 17 years. It was a nice little black spaniel dog, very, very intelligent. And so you called him? We called him Pitu. So many's a time my husband had to bring him down to North Bay for, to the vets, but uh, I guess he died of old age. What were some of the things that Pitu would like to do? Oh, Pitu was so good that I remember if the alarm would go in the morning, my husband would pretend to be sleeping and he'd go in the bedroom and pull the covers off and lick his face to wake him up. So. What time in the morning would that be? Oh, that would be good and early. Probably six o'clock in the morning at least. So. And Nikki would play with that dog and tease him, and uh, so he was part of the family, I guess. Where did you go to church? When we went to church in Tomogamy, until we had Mass every Sunday in Goward, we went to church every Sunday. Is it true you had to wear Kleenex on your head to cover your head? Oh, yes, at one time. You couldn't go into church bareheaded. Oh, no, we had. And the church was locked all the time, of course. But we, and oh, I used to look after First Communion. The kids trained them and that confirmation. And, and when I had, I remember every time First Communion, after my girls were 
were uh, older, you know, every first communion I'd treat all the kids for my veranda for uh, which a pop and a cone of ice cream. And one time, stranger kids too, you know, they'd come over and they'd say, oh, we got a free ice cream cone and somebody would say, oh, well, you must have made your first communion because she treats everybody who makes her first communion. So you were the Good Samaritan of the I village. I guess I was. Nanny, <laughs> you were always, always generous. <laughs> and I remember in the Depression, the freight would go right by our house, the freight cars, and there used to be people uh, uh, driving riding the freight, and they would stop in Goward to fill up with water at the, at the lake, and they'd jump off the freight cars, and they'd come into my house, and I'd feed them. Not in the house, but I'd always give them a lunch, until the president of the company, we looked close to the, to the office, came over and told me not to feed them anymore. Who were these people that you would feed out of the kindness of your heart? I used to call them tramps, but they weren't tramps. They were looking people going out west trying to find work, you know. So they were coming from Ontario to a west? All over. I don't know. I've never talked to them, you know, too much. But they'd say, you'd be hungry and I'd make them a lunch. Anything I had in the house. How many would that be at a time? Well, a couple of days, anyways. For, for a couple of years, then oh, this would for happen? Two, three years. Wow. Anyways. You would be total strangers that were hungry. Well, yeah, they'd wait at the door and they'd say, could you give us something to eat? And I'd say, well, you wait, close the door, and I'd make them a lunch, probably bologna, and anything I happened to have, bread and butter. I was getting my butter cheap then. I couldn't see them go hungry until the boss said they know where to go for lunch. You see, those people meet, they, they tell people. So, mm -hmm. I, I don't remember all that, but I know I do that until they, uh, you know, you do things like that and you forget about it, see? Yeah. You feel sorry for those people. Yeah. So, I'm doing that for me. This woman had a baby. This woman I had surgery, but she was expecting this baby. And anyways, she called on me, and I didn't know the first thing about it, you know. About having baby, like having baby. Delivering someone yeah. else's baby. So Ms. LaFrance and I, the baby was born anyway. Were you there when she oh, yes, had her baby? Oh, yes, I was there, Mr. Johnson and I. What did you do to help her with the baby? Well, the baby got born, and we didn't know anything about cutting the cord or anything, so I told Mr. Johnson, I said that it was a nurse. The boss's wife was a, had been a nurse, but she was pregnant. And I said, well, I'll run up there and ask her to come and fix her up. So I ran to Dobson's, and I told her about it, and she came down, and cut the cord and fixed it up and we had to wash the baby and uh, so that was and then of course I helped that woman quite a bit. What was her name and it was Martel. a Martel. Was it a girl or a boy and do you remember the name? I don't remember the what we call that baby. I know they had all girls. <laughs> they were Yvette, Florette, Yvette, Florette. Was four girls, I was a fifth girl. And then he moved to, he was the cook at the, at the meal. What year was this, do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. Well, we lived down below. So it must have been 38. 1938. Yeah. Do you remember the war? Did I, Why didn't Pappy go to serve in the war? He was too old. And then he was married. Oh. And they were taking just the young boys. So that's how come that Uncle Tom got married. You see, then there was a prescription, I guess. And Uncle Tom got married so fast because if he was married before July, he was exempt. 
until you really need, until all the young, the single guys are gone. Mm. So he got married the first of July, I think. Oh. He was working in Rouen and came down and got married. So, no, none of the, none of the Malette boys went to, uh, went to war. Were you close to the Malette family? Not really. No. I was close to Aunt Miriam. This is Pappy's sister. How many brothers and sisters did he have? Three brothers and five sisters. What were his parents like a little bit? His mom and his dad. They lived in Calendar, I guess. His mom must be a saint now, because I never liked the old boy. Are you recording that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's okay, they forgive you anyways. <laughs> no, I never liked the old boy, that's true. Was he too strict? Too stern? Oh, I don't know. I just didn't like it. He was awfully dead for the first place. Couldn't hear me. But he left me, though. <laughs> and what was uh, Pappy's mother like when he introduced he you to her? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I know Slim's mother was the cleanest person on earth. <laughs> she was so clean, and she was a good person. Yeah. Very, very good. And she was a good sower. They were poor, you know. But you could go in her kitchen and you could eat on the floor. It was, she used to wash those boards with lye at one time. She was so clean, everything was tidy. And, you know, no. Was she warm with you? Was she oh, nice? Yeah, she was. But she, I was too much the same age of her, you see. And I was different, too. I was more Which way were you different? Well, I was more a go-getter to look after myself and really a go-getter, you know. And that wasn't in her daughters? No. Oh, no, they had to be princess, you know, and she spoiled them. How did she spoil her daughters? Well, I don't think they worked too much at home. She did all the work. And they grew out a lot, and she sold so well. They were well dressed. They were all selfish. That's what the family. They had to be first. What did Poppy say that he liked about you when he met you, and why he wanted to marry you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? How? Why? Did he fall in love with you? Did, did he say, I love your eyes, I love your hair? What did he say? You know. Or were you opposite to him? Because he was a quiet guy and he liked the idea that you were outgoing, yeah. outspoken. He didn't like that too much. <laughs> <laughs> but you were different than mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. Very much. And the hardest thing I found after I was married was my husband didn't talk much, and I was used to talk at breakfast time. And uh, he wouldn't talk. So that was, I found, the hardest. Did he not like to go out and play cards, though, with yeah. his friends? What did you do one time? You remember you, you, you were upset with him because he went out and played, and you went and you took your daughters and you hit. I hear that the, I hear that the, uh, the neighbors, I guess, pretended I had gone out. Because you were upset with them? Why? Because he was playing poker all night. And that time, I had just went to the, to the neighbors, and I had little girls stay with Sue, and I said, no, he had made a trip, a taxi trip, I guess, 
because we had a car. And I said, when he comes home, tell him I go out for a ride with somebody. And I waited a little while, and that was the end of the taxi trips. <laughs> never made any money anyways. He was afraid that you had left because yeah. you were... No, he was afraid that I, had, I would start to grow. Oh, and so this was your way of getting back at him for him going out. Because yeah. he was gone out to play poker a lot. So that stopped the poker playing. That stopped the poker and that stopped the test. Oh, just at one time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's enough. <laughs> what were the things that you can remember about Pappy as far as money goes? Well, he was a good worker. He liked to pay his bills. And um, he was proud. He never kicked about his girls going to for the education. I wanted them to take piano, and he was proud of them. And as far as the bills, the grocery bills, he loved to eat, and he never said a word about the bills. So He was a good saver, though, at the same time. Oh, yes, he was a good saver and a good worker and wasn't too sociable. If he was tired, didn't like company too much. But then he was never talked too much, but was always, they must have always felt welcome because he always came. I and remember, he was, like, he was like, and I remember Papi teaching me how to waltz. But he also, yeah, he taught me how to waltz when I lived with you in Gower, going to school, grade yeah, one. I, I lived with Nanny and Papi, but I remember I had to put my feet on top of his shoes and he taught me how to waltz. He was very patient. But I remember Poppy doing a dance. What was that? Two-step or something? Poppy did a two-step. I remember someone would play the fiddle and Poppy would do the two-step. Do you remember him dancing a little bit? It would only last about two minutes. Yes, I guess so, because he wasn't really a good dancer. No. And didn't like dancing too much. But he'd try a little bit. But, oh yes, he did try. Yes. So we went to a few parties at the boss's house. Christmas parties, and uh, he enjoyed that, so. And he always, when he came to North Bay, he worked here too for a while until he retired. Oh yes, when he came to North Bay, he worked for a while and uh, until he retired. But he felt so sad when he was retired. He really <laughs> did. And when he got his first old age pension, he wouldn't open it because he felt so old then, almost as if life was over. I remember always remembering seeing Pappy. He was a tall man. How tall was he? Over six foot. As a little girl, I always remember seeing him at night get down on his knees and say his prayer, and he, oh, yeah. he liked to read his Bible. Yes. He was a good, a good living person, very good. And he'd do anything for people if he could, you know, and wouldn't talk about anybody. Absolutely wouldn't talk, no gossip at all. Couldn't stand gossip. He liked to cook? Oh yes, he was a good cook. He loved it and he liked his own cooking too. So that was okay with me. <laughs> he would come home earlier than me and he'd get the beans ready. And then I'd do the dishes. He would be home half an hour or an hour before me where I, when I worked. And uh, in the afternoon, the same. So the meal was always ready. Was he a big eater? Oh, yes. He loved to eat. Potatoes? Yeah, nothing fancy, but meat and uh, potatoes, vegetables, and uh, yes, he was a good eater, a big eater. Did you speak English all the time or French? We always spoke French. When I married Swain, he couldn't speak French. But uh, we always spoke French at the house. He learned to speak French? Oh, yeah. He knew, you know, 
as a kid you because his mother didn't speak English. But with the English school as soon as they moved to North Bay, Toon Calendar, and then where he worked was all English. So he kind of forgot the French. He could under always understand them. But then after we were married, we always spoke French. So, but not my girls. No? <laughs> they spoke English? Yeah. They had English uh, friends, English school, English church. So. It's a church. They called you Lynn? Yeah. Instead of Mom? They called us Lynn and Slim. Lynn and Slim. Oh, you come.